Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to the Pride of Detroit post-game podcast. We are recording right now here, Pride of Detroit on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit. We'll have our thoughts, a full podcast coming for you on Tuesday as we get ready for the bye week, talk about the 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 trade deadline and everything else. But guess what? The Lions are heading 6-2 and two into the bye week with a hard, hard victory over the Raiders. Now, let me, let me clarify hard. It was hard fought. It was hard won. But it was also... It was also the Lions hard on their dominance as well. And I know Lions fans were not happy with how this game started. I think some Lions fans have gotten very, very impatient when it comes to the offense. And I will say this, you have to give it to the Raiders. They played a very good defensive game to start this set. They knew exactly what they wanted to do against the Lions and they dominated on the line of scrimmage. However, As the game wore on, you began to wore down the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's what happens in a football game. That's how this stuff happens. It's not what you do on your first drive. What you're doing on a first drive is scripted. It's trying to probe. It's trying to establish the run. What happens is once you get comfortable into the groove of things. And yes, the Lions made a lot of mistakes. The Jared Goff pick six was absolutely brutal. The fumble was quite comical, and to be honest, I wasn't quite sure it should have been called a fumble on the field. They did say the call would stand, which means they didn't have enough evidence to overturn it, which is why you want to be careful about what you call as a turnover on the field in case of those things. It doesn't matter, though, because this game on offense belongs to Jameer Gibbs. And to a point, Craig Reynolds and Amon Ra St. Brown as well, but... I don't know if anyone had a bigger night than Jameer Gibbs, 152 yards on the ground and 37 yards on five catches. At one point, he had more yards than the entire Raiders offense had the entire game. Now, when Jameer Gibbs got rolling, and that was an extension of the middle eight minutes where the Lions got their touchdown right before going into half. That all started to turn the page. Yes, it stayed close. The Lions had self-inflicted wounds in a lot of ways, but by that time, the Lions had started to impose their will on the offense, on the Raiders' offense in more ways. And that also meant that the Raiders' defense was getting more and more worn down. The run game started to work more and more. Jameer Gibbs kept getting touches. Craig Reynolds kept getting touches. Craig Reynolds, 14 carries for 74 yards. The man is stepping up in a significant way, and both him and Gibbs were everything the Lions really needed here. Sam Laporta, critical catches. Amon Ra St. Brown, another game over 100 yards. Cannot be stated that this is all part of the plan for the Lions to wear down teams. And it's exactly what they did to the Raiders. That's how you come to a situation where at the end of the game, 
even though it's only a 12-point game, there was no chance in hell for the Raiders to come back in this. I watched it. Jimmy Garoppolo got sacked six times, and most of those came on the final drives that the Raiders had being anywhere close to winning this game. On top of that, we can't even include some quarterback hits that were happening in there where also guys were getting to Jimmy Garoppolo as he was getting the ball away, including one that where they hit Jimmy Garoppolo and he really should have had Devontae Adams for a clear touchdown, but instead it hits the Gatorade coolers. Parts of that is luck. Parts of that is you're playing a very bad quarterback. Part of that, however, is that you finally figured out and wore down their protection. You adapt over the course of a football game. And I say all this because early on, I received a lot of complaints from Lions fans about how the Lions started this game. A lot of struggles in the red zone, a lot of struggles with converting drives into touchdowns. That's going to happen sometimes. No team ever bats a thousand. Is it concerning? Absolutely. Again, it has to become part of a larger question, a larger trend question about how the Lions have been doing on offense. But again, I thought the Lions got comfortable in this game on offense, just like they got comfortable in this game on defense. And once they get comfortable on either of those sides of the ball, they are capable of imposing their will. It's all about getting guys into the right situations, the right spots, and just rolling it downhill, man, rolling it downhill. The Las Vegas Raiders are not a good football team. They came in, however, with a lot to play for, a lot to fight for. This game really tried to, was really the last game they could play in this season to keep their season hopes alive. That's pretty much over for them now at three and five. They've lost two in a row. They really wanted to bounce back after the loss to the Bears, just like the Detroit Lions wanted to bounce back after their loss to the Baltimore Ravens. But the Lions held on. The Lions did what they wanted to. And while that first half was ugly, and we'll talk about some of the ugliness, once more, it's about how you end the game. The Lions made those adjustments, adapted to the looks the Raiders were giving them, and shut them down completely. I thought in the first half, the defensive penetration just wasn't there. Instead, we somehow get to the end of the game where, again, Jimmy Garoppolo takes six, ha- six sacks and gets smacked around a few times to the point where I was wondering why they were even keeping them him in the game at that point. Red zone offense sometime in the first half for Ben Johnson got too cute. The, uh, the, the, end, the end around didn't really work. Amon Ross St. Brown was supposed to throw a football That was really delayed, and he ends up not really doing anything with it. You really shouldn't have to pull those out when dealing with a team like the Raiders. I understand you're probing them and everything, but that's a little clever by half. That can probably get thrown out of the playbook, but that's ultimately fixable by just that, throwing it out of the playbook. Once you establish the tempo, once you establish the run, you started to feed. And again, we have to go back to Jameer Gibbs because I know I, I know that Lions fans have had their bones to pick with a couple high draft picks for the Detroit Lions. And yes, Jameer Gibbs was still one of them up until this game. And I think you look at a game like this and what Jameer Gibbs was doing and you see all the promise that Jameer Gibbs brings to you because Jameer Gibbs isn't just a running back. He's a full on weapon, but he's also really good at that running back capacity. 
not only in his speed, but in his vision for the pile, the vision for traffic to punch through, not to power over guys like David Montgomery or even Craig Reynolds, but to see those holes and to slink through them to get to the outside, to go super duper fast. He was electric this game. He's my game ball. And I don't think there's any question about it at all whatsoever. Now on the defense, you have a few things to clean up. You probably don't want to send Sam Laporta out to block Max Crosby. Thankfully, it's the only time you have to see Max Crosby, right? I think protection, though, improved. The offensive line is pretty banged up at this point. Uh, Awosika, I think, was dealing with cramps, I believe, was what I read in this game. Uh, Dan Skipper had to really had to come in and had a nasty holding penalty on him late. What didn't really affect the overall case of the game, Uh, but nevertheless, still able to keep. Jared Goff, mostly protected through a lot of this, as long as you dealt with the big threat on the field, which was Max Crosby. Now, as for Jared Goff himself, overall, a great body of work. I think you probably want to wonder what was going through his head on the pick six. I think that one was all on Jared Goff, looking back at the play. I, I know people will probably have another explanation at some point. I don't care. That's a that's a very bad mistake by Jared Goff. But Jared Goff, nevertheless, playing another great game with a lot of with a lot of yards, and I think he clocks out at an 89 passer rating for this game. So all in all, it was a game where I felt the Detroit Lions had their chance to get right and they rose exactly up to do just that. I know that you want to go out there, and I I, I echo the sentiments of a man who I worked with, Aaron Torres, who said that the Lions, and by the way, he admits he's totally not biased at all because he was betting on the Lions in this game, but the Lions probably should have been up something like, you know, 30, uh, 40, 50 points or so on the Raiders. Unfortunately, that's not how football goes at the end of the day. You have to deal with hiccups, bad looks, bad calls from the officials. And like, yes, I don't like talking about officials. I don't think the officiating crew did a very good job. And part of that also ascribes to penalties they call on the Raiders as well. But I think it really drives home where the turnover that they called in the field really shouldn't have been called a turnover. There was offsetting penalties at one point where there was a holding call that I thought was weak and a horse collar tackle that wasn't. And that wiped out a first down for the Detroit Lions. Neither of those should have been called. Two flags got picked up early, which I thought was the right call to pick up those flags. But why are you throwing them in the first place? I think some Lions fans want to call out the official crew by name. I will just say that I think officiating across the league this year has been very poor. But you don't blame the officials when you're a good team. You win the game. And to steal a line from the past from the past owner of the team the Lions just beat, just win, baby. I don't see these mistakes as part of a larger trend for the Detroit Lions. They have some hiccups, but they didn't get buried at all in this game. There was never a point in this game where this where they lost the lead at all. Once again, Detroit led wire to wire in this game. Was it not the margin that I think Lions fans and other people expected? Sure. And a lot of that was owed to things that happened. A missed field goal, a pick six, 
and and some and some just other bad looks from the team. There the, the fumble near the goal line as well. But you win in spite of those things. Do those things are always going to happen in every football game? Part of it for the Detroit Lions is you look around the NFC North. You're six and two. Your next closest opponent in the division just lost their quarterback for the year, feared on an Achilles, on an Achilles injury. To take a line from a past owner of the team that you just beat, just win, baby. You're not out here to get style points. There's no AP poll. There's no college football playoff rankings. There's no strength of schedule. All you have to do is find ways to win, beat the team in front of you, and at the end of the day, it's just football, baby. Just football. And if you can keep getting games out of guys like Jameer Gibbs, you are in a very good spot. You're in a fantastic spot. Lions head into the bye. Their big issue right now is becoming more and more about health. The bye is coming at a perfect time for the Detroit Lions. To get that health back, maybe get David Montgomery to get in here settle and settle in and maybe get some looks again. After that, the Los Angeles Chargers, who've been going the wrong way in a very bad way. We'll wrap up the post-game sh- uh, podcast here. We're going to keep rolling the post-game show on Twitch. Thank you for all the people watching us live on Twitch. This will be out in the fe- on the feeds. We're going to get a full-scale POD cast here late, uh, later in this week. Don't want to miss that. We're going to probably wait until after the trade deadline so we can talk about that. We'll bring in some guests. We'll get some uh, extra some extra sound for you here. But for the, the podcast audience, thank you very much. We'll see you star side. <laughs>